What's going on, designers and decorators? It's Timothy. It is Monday. I hope everyone's doing absolutely fantastic. I hope your weekend wasn't too hectic or too relaxing. Actually, you know what? I hope it was too relaxing. But then that means today would be a little bit hectic for you. So I don't know what I feel. I just feel like you should have a good weekend. In any case, we're going to talk about fearless feedback today. And of course, of course, this is going to accompany a story <laughs> from the shit that I got last week from feedback. And Honestly, I will say, admittedly, I made a mistake, and I'm, I'll am i be the first to admit that, and I'm going to tell you all about that in the story. But first, I want to talk to you about Endema. We just launched the Web Clipper not too long ago. We launched Google Calendar in a couple of weeks, and on top of that, we just launched QuickBooks today. The developers are currently releasing that update. So if you haven't already, get on Endema, I-N-D-E-M-A.co. Uh, it is the industry's newest and fastest growing platform for designers to manage your business and your projects. So there's two parts to this podcast today. There's five ways not to handle uh, negative feedback. And then we're going to talk about uh, three techniques to give direct feedback. So Without further ado, let's actually uh, start with the ways to not handle negative feedback. Now, I'm a big fan of making sure that I, for one, um, handle negative feedback in a positive light. I'm a big believer, and for whatever reason, I've always been like this, since like as far as I can remember. But as human beings, we have 110% capabilities of controlling how we take feedback, whether that's on a negative way or a positive way. Now, we should never, and I'm just speaking from my own personal opinions, but we should never, ever, ever um, hold the person giving us feedback accountable for our own feelings. And here's the reason why. Because we have control over our own feelings. The person giving that feedback may not necessarily mean it in a negative light. They just may not be able to deliver it in a specific way to make you feel good about it. But that doesn't mean we should be angry at that person for giving that negative feedback or what you would perceive as a negative uh, piece of feedback. And this goes directly in tying in with your clients and making sure that if they give you negative feedback about a design that you're not taking it to heart, that that feedback is really meant for you to grow as a designer and you should see it as such. So with that understanding, don't get defensive. During feedback conversations, chances are you're feeling somewhat between mildly to extremely defensive, and honestly, that's really, really natural for humans to do. If someone's giving you some not-so-favorable news or feedback about you, it's just natural for us to take a step back and be like, wait a second, like, I don't like this, like, this is not normal, you should, you know, compliment me, and it should not be a negative thing, but... It's far from that. Try to avoid accusatory or subjective languaging like it's not fair or it always seems like, but instead focusing on making the I statements that show you take responsibility uh, for your actions and their outcomes. So, for example, you like say you owned your boss or owed your boss a final version of a report by noon, or let's say you owed your client a report by noon or designed by noon uh, the following day. Uh, you had asked someone, maybe an employee, to print it, or you maybe forgot to print it and bind it, but um, misunderstood your instructions and was late delivering the hard copy. So your boss or even client, because um, your client can be your boss really, uh, doesn't care that your employee messed up. The only thing they see, and they might not even know the details behind it, but all they see is that 
you did not deliver in what you were supposed to deliver. Consider how you can improve that for the future. Like, I know the report was late and I will be make, making sure that next time um, I, brought up, I set up the proper systems, whether it's a reminder on my phone or an uh, alarm to make sure that that's actually done. And if this is a situation of your employee dropping the ball, then perhaps maybe it's your management style that you need to adjust to make sure that your employee actually got the memo or deadline or try to figure out where that disconnection was. And for all you know, there could be some kind of underlying issue why your employee didn't get that or maybe there was, you know, just time wasn't on your side. But don't be defensive. Next, don't over apologize. I know so many people, not even designers, this is just natural for people, but I know so many people who always apologize for what, you know, they did wrong. And apologizing isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's the over-apologizing. On the flip side, don't go overboard. If the feedback is based on a specific mistake or misunderstanding or behavior, apologize once and that's it. Make it count. Your apology should be sincere, concise, show that you understand the problem and how to avoid it in the future and what you are going to do as a professional to rectify it at that very moment. Next up, don't react on impulse. <laughs> I do this a lot. A lot of people react on impulse after receiving a really tough piece of feedback, whether it's from a client or an employee or your boss. Although it's tempting to react immediately, your emotions are at their peak. And in the heat of the moment, you don't want to say something that you're going to regret later on or say something that the other person may misconstrued as some... Uh, negativity or misconstrued just in general. So it's essential that you take a deep breath, you figure yourself out, and if that means you get this piece of feedback from an email and you want to reply through email, maybe write the email initially, but then don't send it until the following day. The following day, then go and read back and really see the difference in how you're feeling that following day versus how you're feeling the day of. But never, never act on impulse. Never send an email immediately after receiving one or receiving feedback. And if you've received negative feedback on a phone call, I would honestly just say, hey, you know, um, I really would love to respond to this. Let me think about this. Let me, you know, respond professionally and I'll get back to you tomorrow. I think the client or even your employee, your boss would really thank you for understanding that your emotions are at, at its peak and you'd rather take the time to really think about it before, you know, responding to it. Because more times than not, when you think about it and you take the couple of hours or even a day to just let yourself cool off, the approach on that feedback is like night and day. It's insane. And I've done that a lot. Lastly, for this particular section is don't dwell on it, particularly if the negative feedback caught you by surprise pointed to a flaw that makes you self-conscious or was maybe a personal of a personal nature, um, you know, chances are you're going to feel bad about it. That's totally normal, but while you should always allow yourself a period of time to really work through those emotions and not dwell on it. You have to realize that feedback should never be something that you fester inside and let it just build up. Um, if you need to write down your feelings on a piece of paper and, you know, maybe the next day you read back on it and you crumple it up and throw it out and you're throwing out your problem and you just move on. There's no point in dwelling on something that you ultimately cannot change. If someone gave you feedback um, and you dwell on that for even a period of time, it's going to start eating at, at, your, at yourself and you're just going to start really feeling shitty. 
uh, and you don't want to. And it's always best to just let things just empty, just breathe and empty your mind and just let it go and move on from it. Realize that just as much as you have, um, you know, a right to your opinion and how you feel on that feedback, the other person has just as much of a right to provide that feedback. That's my own personal opinion. Next, three techniques to give direct feedback at work. I'm a big fan of fearless feedback, and it comes back to, like, if I really look at my my career path and my history and stuff like that, I actually uh, used to work at Apple a long time ago. I worked there for three years, and one of the things that Apple embedded in me was fearless feedback, providing direct feedback, and in such a way that the culture of Apple had built this kind of you know, bubble in a sense of feedback, where if you receive feedback from someone you understood because of the culture that Apple built, you understood that it was, it was just feedback and it was meant 100% for you to grow as an employee. And I feel like that's where a lot of my feedback that I give people come from, the need to want them to grow and to help them grow. So that was number one, be direct. This is always my preferred approach. And being direct doesn't mean intentionally trying to hurt the recipient's feelings or to be cruel. Being direct does mean telling the person the truth in such a way that they understand that the behavior they're um, exhibiting is unacceptable. Um, The story I'm gonna tell after this will give you an example of how I was direct. Next up, don't bring other people into it. That is a huge no-no. Your feedback that you give someone has nothing to do with anyone else but that person. Um, If this was feedback to a particular person about another person, a third-party person, then only talk to it to uh, talk about it to that recipient and don't bring the other person into that little circle. They don't need to be. So don't bring other people into it, period. And if you do experience, and this is another thing that I'll tell you in my story, I was, my name was dropped in this story. So um, don't drop other people's name if you have a problem with their feedback. It's unprofessional and actually is a lot worse to do that than it is getting that feedback. And lastly, use your voice and don't hide behind the email. And this is where I completely failed on my story. And um, you know, I, I feel like in the last week, kind of reflecting back on this situation of the story I'm going to tell, I could have actually gone to the person in person and I did send an email and you can judge me all you want. It's okay. But I sent an anonymous email and I'll get to that during the story. But if this is the first time the person is going to hear this kind of feedback from you, make sure it's verbal feedback. Um, in this case, that I have with my story, I provided feedback in an email and anonymously, and it I feel like by doing that, it went it and took the situation from what could have been a positive experience to a really blown out, uh, truly just horrible situation um, that really didn't have to get to the point that I got to, but it did because of the way that that particular feedback was delivered. Now off to the story. I am, or was, because I had stepped away for a bit, but I was very, very much involved in Clubhouse. And if you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's a new drop-in audio app specifically for iPhone where there's a bunch of conversations that you can either listen into or chime into. 
And I was very, very much involved in Clubhouse because I, you know me, I have all this shit in my head that I need to really get out. Um, and I love just like giving my experiences and helping designers. And there's a lot of newer designers on Clubhouse who are really hungry for that kind of information. Um, FYI, if you do go to Clubhouse, you can search me by searching at Indema, I-N-D-E-M-A. Feel free to add me. I'll add you back. Um, I did step away from Clubhouse because of the drama that happens with it. Um, so anyway, I'm very active on Clubhouse, and there's a particular person on there. I won't say any names or business names, of course, um, where he had said his intro um, every single time he he first talked um, when he was in a group. And his intro was, hello, my name is blank. I started my decorating business in 2020, and I have been going ever since. Now, take a moment to just take all of that in. I started my decorating business in 2020, which was just last year, literally a couple of months ago, and I've been going ever since. Now, to me, as an outsider and and someone who's been in the industry for 12 years, 13 years, the way I see that is someone being snooty, number one, they're a narcissist because like the vast majority of people on Clubhouse that are designers have been in the business for a very long time. And we don't sit there and say, oh, I started my interior design business in 2008 and I've been going ever since. To me, it's a very snooty, narcissistic thing to say. Um, I sent an email to this particular person anonymously and I said, hey, I don't want confrontation at all. I'm literally just providing this feedback because I'm really hoping that you grow as a designer slash decorator, whatever you want to call yourself. And I really feel that a lot of people in this industry would misconstrue that and see him as a snood or a narcissist. And the email was, in my opinion, the email was a very humble email. Um, I didn't bash them. I didn't say that they were wrong for, for doing this. I simply said, you know, you might want to humble yourself and say, Something a little different, like maybe, you know, I started my design business in 2020 and it's been such a great time thus far or, you know, stuff like that. So I gave that email to him uh, and this particular person decided to reverse search the email address because it was a spam email that I created a long time ago specifically for spam. Like anytime I want to get like, you know, something where I have to put my email, but I don't want to be put into an email thread and stuff like that. I use that email. So I don't have the name attached to it. I don't have anything like that. But somehow he found out it was me before even approaching me about this feedback and how he felt about it in a large 61 person group on on Clubhouse um, last Monday. Sorry, two Mondays ago. Um, he had dropped my name. He shared the email with the whole group and he blatantly said that it was me. What that did was not only put me in a negative light as a person who sent this unsolicited email, you know, just telling them how I felt about his intro um, and made it to where pretty much all the people in there hate me now. And it's not fair. And this is funny because I just talked about you know, um, <laughs> ways not to handle feedback and not saying it's not fair. But in reality, don't drop someone's name because like in that particular situation, I wasn't there to defend myself. I wasn't there to say, look, this email was 100% meant to put into a positive light. And I even told him that when he approached me with it. And I said, look, I'm sorry that you took offense to this, but 
to me as an outsider and someone who's been in the industry, like I just wanted you to know that this is how some people could, you know, see that and that, you know, it was meant to make you grow and to help you grow and to help you, you know, seem more of a humble person because people will judge you based on what you say. I get judgments all the time for this podcast. I get negative reviews all the time for this podcast, but this is my true self. The negative reviews I get, I say, okay, whatever. Um, And I move on with it because I'm always going to resort to being my true self. And just as this person has every right to being their true self, they still say that intro and that's perfectly fine. Um, So moral of the story is don't send an anonymous email. Don't make the same mistake I did. Yeah, I didn't give him a chance um, to approach him personally about this. And it could have been a totally different scenario. It could have been like, hey, Tim, thanks so much. You know, I really appreciate that. I'll work on it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't have either way uh, of knowing whether or not it would have gone that way if I went to him verbally. But the fact is I still didn't give him a chance and I totally understand my mistakes on that. And I'm going to grow myself on that feedback. And I'm going to grow knowing that there are 61 people who absolutely hate me. <laughs> I don't care that people hate me. The What I do care about is I'm going to grow myself on that feedback that I've gotten from people um, and next time I'll go to someone personally and explain things to them. So, um, you know, following back on this, when your clients give you negative feedback, take it as a positive. Take it as an opportunity to grow and take it as an opportunity for you uh, to do better on the next time you have a project and are in that situation. And always have fearless feedback, but do it in a proper way and do it in a way that's not going to be misconstrued as you being a complete asshole like me, like I did. <laughs> um And I think that you'll be fine and always, always resort to being your true self. And I think people will love you just because of that. Without further ado, I'm out. Have an amazing day, everyone. Thanks so much for listening in. Take care.